favorite podcast channel, M-I-C-K-E-Y, starring me, Mickey Mouse. I recently bought the podcast out from the Channel KRT folks, and here we are. Ah, just kidding. It's me, Tyler. Welcome to a brand new year of Channel KRT. Holy shit, holy shit, thank god you guys are here. I just escaped this dude in a fucking mouse costume and said he wants to take me on a field trip somewhere? Oh god. I I, I think he said something about taking a field trip to, you know, the middle of the woods or something. And so I ran, and he starts fucking sprinting on all fucking fours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought that was like one of your bucket list moments or something, Randy. I thought you'd be all over that. Yeah, but not with that guy. Yeah, fair enough. And unfortunately, not joining us today is Kit Quinn, who actually did get bought out by Disney. Uh, she has a cameo on an upcoming Simpsons episode, so be on the lookout for that. I'm here! I jumped into the public domain, bitches! Yeah! <laughs> you, and I, she survived! And I drug Mickey with me. Disney can't force them to extend the copyright again and ruin the public domain forever. I did it! <laughs> But you got screwed out of a Simpsons Sona, so... Wait, wait a minute. That's the same fucking mouse costume guy you fucking brought him here. (laughs) No, it's that one guy who hangs out in a bootleg costume around Santa Monica Pier. (laughs) Or New York, which, speaking of which, let's bring in our guest for this episode. You know her on Twitter at PricesAshleyJ. Please welcome to the show, Ashley Hines. Hey! New York, New York the wonderful town. The Bronx Woo! is up and the battery's down. I work Yay. all day in a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I got COVID in that hole in the ground. Yay! So <laughs> uh, you know, I... we actually did just talk about New York in a Patreon mini so that we did on Blue's Big City Adventure. And I wanted to ask you, Ashley, have you seen any talking coffee cups recently? Given how hard I work, I've seen a lot of things start talking to me. <laughs> Josh and Blue will never be escaped from. (laughs) All right, so we are talking about a very interesting topic today. We are talking about some of the Disney educational shorts from the 80s and 90s. More specifically, some of the Mickey's Safety Club and some of the Mickey's Field Trip shorts. And Ashley, since you were the one that brought these to our attention, what is your relationship with these shorts specifically? To fill in anyone who might not be following any of us on Twitter, originally part of the whole process was... You had done that video with uh, Dave about the uh, Sesame Street special. Yeah, don't eat the pictures. Yeah. And immediately, my brain does this. You didn't know what a wiki walk is? Hmm. We just fall down a rabbit hole. Oh, yes, absolutely. My brain does that on its own. I love doing those. I will just bounce along between thoughts of random things. And I'm listening to the video. I decide to go and watch the actual original special. And immediately my brain leaps to, why do I remember something about costume UN thing? It just like sort of falls in place like a puzzle pieces of a video. I don't know how we got it, but I remember watching it. Remember the, even the, I, This is how weird my brain is. I can't remember I put my glasses down, but I remember watching this thing in my living room, in the specific layout of the living room with this furniture in a specific way. Where the TV was, where the couch was, where everything was, because things get moved around. And it was a video of Mickey Mouse (laughs) taking two children to the United Nations. (laughs) I don't know why we had it. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it went. But I remember watching it as clear as I remember meeting all of you for the first time. Oh, yeah. It's the way my brain works. It's how I remember how to keep 240-something station names in order. (laughs) How come we never got Mickey's field trip to the Pentagon? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, one of these shorts is propaganda, so... <laughs> well, more than one, so... Goofy, <laughs> they hit the fucking Pentagon! <laughs> Some of the other ones, oh dear God. All right. I mean, I, I ended up there once by accident. I was on a bus tour with my grandparents, and they uh, took the wrong exit. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. The guard at the cage is like, you guys want to go in the uh, interstate? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. This happens all the time. You're fine. Just go this way, that way, that way. <laughs> We end up in the parking lot. Have you ever taken a wrong turn and ended up at the nation's military capital? One of the most secure and protected buildings in the world? I no. mean, Which has its own subway. It has a public subway station and a public transit bus hub. Huh. <laughs> I mean, one time when I was first learning how to drive, I almost accidentally drove all the way to Stockton. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed how I got myself into that situation. <laughs> Oh, one quick thing I wanted to say um, before we begin. I noticed that this was made by Disney Educational Productions, which also brought us Bill Nye the Science Guy. How did we go from this shit to one of the greatest kids shows on the planet? 
Right? Actually having someone who cared about his craft. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and they also did the Figment educational shorts with the Epcot educational media branch that they had. And yeah, we are going to talk about those someday. Just stay tuned. They were so cute. Those are their own episode in and of itself. That's why we didn't pick any of them specifically. The Figment ones are cute. These are unsettling. These more on nightmare territory. kind of do. Yes. Also, none of them have a runaway brain in it, so zero stars. <laughs> well, this was like back in that weird period of time where everyone was like, we cannot give Mickey like any personality or any edginess to him. We need to keep him corporate synergy friendly at all fucking times. Meanwhile, <laughs> Paul Rudish Mickey, I have decided, is a complete anarchist, communist, LGBT-friendly, amazing icon. Bland corporate Mickey is a safe, capitalistic piece of shit. <laughs> and Honestly, safe Mickey is who we're talking about today, so... These yay. could all benefit from being Paul Rudish shorts. White bread Mickey. I would love to see, like safety videos with Paul Rudish Mickey where everything goes fucking wrong. Yes. Yes. Basically what we want is Mickey Mouse as a private snack. Yes. yes. <laughs> or like a goofy short, like the how to hook up your home theater one. Goofy presents forklift safety. <laughs> oh, I cut off my finger. <laughs> Gosh. Oh God. Does anybody else remember coming across those fucking safety videos on YouTube like way back in 2007? Oh God. Like yeah. the British ones? Yeah. Like the German ones where there's actually like fake gore and shit. Oh God. But we didn't know it was fake at the time. So like we're watching this completely fucking traumatized. When I started my job one day during the training process, I has watched these, you know, health and safety videos. Which I'm 90% sure, since I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest person in the room right now, were made up before all of you were oh, born. Oh, God, yeah. And to the point that there was a biohazard video that still treated HIV as like this, even though it was made in the 90s, early 90s, it was like you know, Reagan era, this thing just was hovering over you, ready to kill you in oh, an instant. Jesus. Instant. It literally made me afraid of sharp objects uh. again. Propaganda. Propaganda. Reagan ruined well, like, everything. It, he did. It was the end effect of the agency not wanting to have to pay for all the indemnities of anyone getting hurt in the job. So they're like, if you see anything, you supposed to drop a blood on it. You have to get this whole full body suit and you have to do all like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what makes me so sad about the late 80s, early 90s? What? Based on what I've heard and read about Michael Dukakis, he could have been one of the greatest most progressive presidents we've had. Dude was awesome. Dude was really like a politician, like of the people. My mom said he's even met him like more than once to the point where they knew each other. And he was a good man. Oh, wow. But the whole fucking country was still so hopped up on 80s businessman cocaine that they couldn't stand the thought of being even a little bit Reagan list. So they went and voted for his vice president because he was his vice president. And he ended up being the third worst president in recent history, so... And then his son got elected twice. <sighs> and speaking yeah. of propaganda, Mickey Mouse! Huzzah! <laughs> Trust the government! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so since there are a lot of Mickey shorts to talk about, I decided to just narrow, like, one for all of us. Yeah. So, Ashley, if you want to go with your choice first, go ahead. Well, what I ended up choosing was Mickey Mouse seatbelt expert, or should I actually say safety belt expert, because despite this being at least a 12-minute long video about seatbelts, they never actually call them seatbelts. Exactly. <laughs> it's always safety belt for some reason, and it's just weird. So, okay, so like, is the word seatbelt copyrighted or something? Like, <laughs> Maybe it was something that they were calling it, because I am still amazed that safety belts are actually that new. I mean... I did some research. I do remember this one commercial. I want to say it was Audi, where they read off these letters people wrote back in like the 60s and 70s, where you had a very strong and very influential anti-belter oh movement. My God. Oh, God. People were actually protesting against a mandate for something that could keep you from dying? Wow. Good thing that's in the past. Good thing nothing like that has ever happened again in Good our Lord. lifetimes. Right? Yeah. Right? Nope, everything's that literally wonderful. comes up in this fucking short when the mom says, I get it. What's comfort when it comes to saving a life? You bet. Ha. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't think of a single thing that fucking sentence could apply to. Yeah, you mm-hmm. would. <laughs> you would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> Three years. Yeah, you think? Three fucking years, guys. This might be the short with the best message out of all of them, and yet, sadly, some people will consider it propaganda because, yeah, my comfort just. Ugh. I'm suddenly flashing back to that one episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody when Mosby taught London how to drive. Have you buckled your seatbelt? I was going to, but this outfit just wrinkles so easily, so I thought... Just do it. Well, my outfit... It's the law! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like hmm or foom? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yes. So the framing device of this short revolves around a little girl, her friend, and the friend's mom as they get transported into her daydream so Mickey Mouse can basically lecture the mom about seatbelt safety. And not just lecture her, put her on trial. <laughs> well, no, it's literally Judge Mickey. Good morning, Mouse, your honor. The crown will plainly show the prisoner who's now standing forward was caught red-handed, not wearing a safety belt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if the belt don't fit. They must have quit. It's so weird because this woman so easily could have just reached over and put on her safety belt. She literally did this to herself. (laughs) I mean, I get it. But also the little girl being so self-righteous that she has to make up her own scenario where the mom gets called out on her shit is kind of weird. And the way she does it is she sits at the window and sees a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker promoting buckling up. And he's like, she's like, Mickey wouldn't like this. And I'm just like, um, A, how would you know that? And B, uh, you grew up to be a tattletale, didn't you? <laughs> what the short was missing was like right after the little girl says, Mickey wouldn't like this. The mom like adjusts the rear view mirror and suddenly like Mickey Mouse covered in blood is right behind in the trunk. <laughs> I called the- Basically, my big note about all these shorts is be safe, kids, or you're getting teleported to Mickey's back rooms. <laughs> Yeah, this kid not only is able to teleport herself through Daydream, but everyone fucking around her. What in the fucking good life from the Twilight Zone shit is this? It's done like the Alphaverse and everything everywhere all at once. It's basically that you can just be teleported to another universe suddenly. (laughs) I mean, what I compared it to was one of the first ever non-serial shorts featured in MST3K was an educational short made by the state of New Jersey called X Marks the Spot, which actually involved uh, a little more graphically because it was a guy who was killed in the car accident taking this heavenly court to be judged for his traffic violation and apparently, New Jersey has such a problem that heaven had to set aside a court just for New Jersey. Oh, wow. Oh, what? And it just feels like a G-rated version of oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't you see, Your Honor, that record of no convictions only proves how well I've guided him. You see, I stopped a car with my face once. My forehead's all bondo. Well, in all fairness, New Jersey is kind of like its own territory. Here in America, even we don't consider it a state. <laughs> it's that thing wedged between me and Tyler. <laughs> I live in Rhode Island, and I think New Jersey doesn't deserve to be a state. The only good <laughs> thing New Jersey ever gave us is Harley Quinn. <laughs> and Jersey Shore. Huzzah! <laughs> anyway, have you ever wondered what Pee-wee's Playhouse would look like if it were wrapped entirely in Disney Synergy, and the set designers only gave a quarter of a shit Look no further than Mickey's Safety Clubhouse. Yeah, it was a little Diet Toontown-esque. I did kind of dig it because it had that nice 80s vibe I dug overall. It does. Yeah, it was still a little unsettling. I did watch some of the other shorts, and I think they blew all the budget on this one that's about uh, street smart safety, where they built this animatronic computer and paid for one amazing voice actor, Rob Paulson. Oh my god. <laughs> Rob Paulson for yeah. this shit? Oh. Somehow, Rob yes. Paulson as a rapping computer named Flip. My name is Flip, and I am hip. I'm not your ordinary microchip. Watch my lips, and I will whip up some street safe, street smart safety tips. All right. Excuse me. That was not the ending. This is. If you want to see, just press a key. Now let's get started with Jeremy. Me? Also, when it cut to the egg cartoon and they call him Eggbert, I was like, I will not make a Homestuck reference. I will not make a Homestuck reference. <laughs> My brain automatically went to the uh, Eggbert shorts that were packaged in the Rift oh, Tracks yeah. game. <laughs> anyway, go check out Kitchen Cabaret at Epcot. There. 
Huzzah. We plugged the damn thing. You will need a time machine, just, just so you know. Well, Disney does have access out the Yay! Yay! <laughs> and they're telling Egbert, okay, you have to do one take where you do drive with your safety belt and crash into the wall, and then another where you don't. And he's whining when he asked to do without his seatbelt. And I could just imagine Mickey saying, do it, or it's omelets for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really dark because Mickey and friends literally force an egg to die on screen and he's literally pleading not to do this. He literally says, get a fucking stunt egg. If you don't want your wife and children to be served at the Contemporary for breakfast, you'll do this. <laughs> Pilot the EVA, Egbert, or Bonnie Appetito have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, Egbert fucking dies. He's literally cracked up. Yeah. And when the kids are saying, oh, no, poor Egbert. I'm just expecting it to cut back to Egbert. He's just flipping everybody off. <laughs> About the Egbert segment, you know, uh, the, the Walt Disney Company, you, you know, the same company that has some of the most talented animators on the planet and has rolled out some of the most gorgeous, amazing, best picture nominated in a few cases animated films of all time this looks like an mtv commercial if it was made by a drunk guy for five dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think they just uh passed it off to someone at cattle arch and just like hey you want a job here make this quick for us yeah. <laughs> and i will say that overall the message that they teach in this one is actually good and they do actually a good job at explaining how seat belts work it's a basic safety short but it's pretty effective i like the part though where the kid, like, you know, as an objection is like, well, what if the car catches on fire and you're stuck? And the little girl's <laughs> response to that, instead of some actually helpful advice, is like, well, only one to three percent of car crashes end up underwater or in a fire. Okay, well, what if I'm one of that one to three percent? What the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah, this little Karen in training has all these safety statistics lined up. She was waiting for this fucking day to happen. <laughs> At one point, she says, like, But Mickey, we learned in school that three out of four car crashes happen within 25 miles of home. Ha-ha! Ha! Overruled! Isn't that within the distance most people travel yeah, today? Th that's where everyone goes every day, you little shit, so yeah. Also, we forgot to mention the transition into the Egbert segment where it zooms into the picture of Mickey buckling his seatbelt, but it's just his bottom half, so it's just zooming in on his crotch. <laughs> what the fuck was up with that? This special has way more Mickey Mouse crotch shots than I'm okay with in any yeah. given piece of media. One thing I thought was weird about the thing is it's like, so freaking meta, because like the mother and the son know they're in a daydream, it's like they know they're not really there. They know they're not real. Yeah. yeah, the mom blames the son for being in the daydream. And what happens if she loses the trial? Does she just get teleported into nothing? Has this happened before? Oh my Is God. that why they just know? Has this shit happened before? Did the kids say, Mrs. Whatever your game is? Your tire light is going off. And she's like, oh my God, it's not even flat. I'll get to a pump like tomorrow or something. And then she ends up in the fucking Mickey courtroom and they discuss, I don't, I don't know, the safety reasons as to why you should have perfectly inflated tires all the time. You must kick your tires every time, even if you're going only around exactly. the corner. <laughs> also, I'm genuinely amazed they didn't sneak in any footage from World of Motion oh my god yeah that would actually fit anyway my what's the attraction is that we install an animatronic of mickey into test track and he scolds us for being horrible at wearing our seatbelts, even though we're wearing seatbelts. whatever oh my god it just hit me this short is just mr toad's wild ride <laughs> oh my god it is the strange thing is like how many disney attractions don't actually have seatbelts that should yeah I'm, I'm too many Splash Mountain doesn't have a fucking seatbelt, as far as I know yet, at least. When I went on it, it was just, here's a lap bar, now hold on for dear life and pray. I'm looking at you, Matterhorn. <laughs> well, no, it's not like that now, because it's fucking closed. Yay. Oh, it closed now? Or at least it will be by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Also, the moment I knew this trial was fucking rigged was when the kid decided to call Mickey up as a witness. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck was that? Comment of interest. You cannot call the judge as a witness. Mistrial, she's free. That <laughs> bumper sticker had to be like a security camera or something. He was stalking them. Mickey Mouse oh, is God. watching you. <laughs> yeah, Mickey just happens to have tapes of 
the fucking mom putting on seatbelts all the time. Oh my god. It was the kid that brought them, but he was able to somehow, like, teleport them. Summon them out of the ether. He wasn't even born! But Mickey still had access to them. Why does he have access to them? It's a daydream. <laughs> We're gonna get real 1984-y with this rat soon. It's a dream. It all happened in a dream. <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, that about wraps up my notes for this one. Well, Kit, I still have a note, and that is pull, buckle, click, and check. <laughs> this fucking song is stuck in my head. I forget how it goes, but I want to die anyway. I don't know. It's Diet Oompa Loompa, basically. Yeah, <laughs> From basically. the same company that brought you When You Wish Upon a Star, The Circle of Life, Beauty and the Beast, A Whole New World. Pull, buckle, click, click, click. Pull, buckle, click, click, click. I did some reading. Some of these shorts are actually made in uh, association with the uh, Cornet Films, the educational short powerhouse, if you want to call oh, it that. Okay. Half of those things you see in MST3K, like, you know, you know, a date with their family or stuff like that. You oh, know, yeah. like the fifties uh, and sixties, you know, white bread propaganda shorts. We must all be conforming and normal, and everyone's must. Oh god! Ah, yeah. Here in America, we're free. Unlike those rigid commies over there. Now conform, or you're a commie. Ah, the late seventies, Coronet's Fat Elvis stage. Basically, all those shorts that were used in the Weird Al show. <laughs> oh, God. I yes. remember Coronet all too well, thanks to the Doug and Rob and whoever is there at the time also riffs. Oh, yeah. Was Mr. Bungle one of those? I think so. Because Mr. Bungle has been living in my head rent-free ever since I saw that fucking thing. Oh, God. Well, I know a friend of the show, David Gansel, has done some great Coronet riffs, so go check those out. Hell but yeah. But Mr. Mr. Bungle is fucking based as fuck, dude. He said Fuck lunchtime manners in an era of forced conformity. You go, <laughs> Mr. Bungle. Fuck the system. Yeah. <laughs> and he also gave us the song Squeeze Me Macaroni, so good for him. Huzzah. Yeah, he went on to start a pretty solid band. Nice. <laughs> also, I'm just realizing, why is Mickey preaching to us about the wonders of seatbelt safety when there have been how many accidents in his parks? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like... Again, none of this would be an issue if we lived in a society that valued rail transit. America sings. Oh, that is all. Big <sighs> Thunder Mountain. That yep. is all. The Sailing Ship Columbia. That is all. Roger yep. Rabbit's cartoon spin. That is fucking all. <sighs> Some guy in a Pluto costume being crushed by a fucking parade float. Jesus. That is all. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, that ended on a dark note, so... Kit, how about your short? Well, mine is slightly more lighthearted. Copaganda. Oh, boy. Oh, finally, a palate cleanser. Mickey <laughs> goes to the police station, a.k.a. Come on, kids, the cops are your friends. Ugh. Oh, man. This is one of those shorts that's like the field trip ones where every single one of them starts out with, Mickey Mouse, who's my special friend, took me on a field trip. First of all, what happened to Stranger Danger? I thought this was the Stranger <laughs> Danger era. <laughs> Secondly, um, this is like a Toontown style universe where Mickey just exists as a character who records his cartoons, or is he like Santa Claus where he's suddenly just real and the parents don't believe in him, but the kids do? He's probably got like a million clones of himself, who knows? Remember kids, listen to the guy in the Mickey suit. He knows exactly what he's fucking talking about. Yes, kids. Just ignore the hallucinogenics. Uh, also i know friends with insert disney characters often something cast members use but friends with mickey still sounds like a euphemism like friends with dorothy (laughs) yeah but what would it be a euphemism for heterosexuality (laughs) yeah that checks out or being boring friends with mickey means licking the fucking boot (laughs) friends with della means you're a part of the lgbt community yeah ducktales 2017 for the win anyway all right so, it's not every day you have an educational short open with the sounds of gunfire. <laughs> because these two fucking kids are watching some fucking cop show from the 80s. I'm assuming it's Miami Vice. My cousin was in the first episode of Miami Vice. He got blown up with Jimmy Smith. <laughs> oh, shit. Hill Street, Miami, 5-0, Vice Academy, the musical. Basically everything on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> 
This one basically explains itself. It's basically Mickey and his friend go to a police station and they learn that police are totally cool and they have all the cool technology because our government overfunds them. Yay. You know, it's funny. I was watching that and I'm like, you know, what's the one thing that hasn't really changed much. Radios. Mine is still that oh, big. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have to carry it around with me every day. I, I love how cell phone makers are always like, how can we make this thing even more terrifyingly powerful? Whereas radio manufacturers are just like, well, if it ain't broke. You know, this is yeah. kind of a side note, but this whole short was reminding me of that one fucking Barney book, because no escape, where they ah. go to the police station and BJ ends up locking himself in the jail cell and he's like, ay, 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 I locked myself in jail. Let me out. BJ finally gets fucking arrested. He knows what he did. Leave him in there. Dude, Baby Bop's it. next, motherfucker. <laughs> Never liked him. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so I love that these dumbass cops are just having their normal meeting. And then the main cop ends with, oh, yeah, we have some special guests with us today. A fucking guy in a rat costume and a 10-year-old boy. Yay! They're totally not going to cause any trouble in the police station. (laughs) Oh boy, is that a gun? Everyone's dead. Uh. (laughs) And the fucking cop basically explains, this is what I carry around to hurt people, kids. Oh my god. I only use my gun to protect myself or when someone else's life is in danger. Like a homeless person. Or when I think someone's doing something illegal but have no way to prove it. I only use this gun when I need to protect myself because I fear for my life when someone reaches into their purse after I ask them for their license and registration. His example of a guy to stop on the street is a guy who ran a stop sign, which I'm not encouraging running a stop sign, but if he didn't ram into anybody, then what's the point? Oh, I have more for the police supplies. And this is my nightstick, which I use to beat peaceful protesters. (laughs) (sighs) And this is my badge. I covered this little number with tape so they can't find me after I get recorded beating up peaceful protesters. I love that the officer says that he has a baton, but he doesn't explain what he uses it for. Yeah, he like he explains what he uses the gun for. And yeah, he doesn't explain what he uses the baton for. Dude, we know what the fucking baton is for. It's to fucking yeah. <laughs> beat the snot out of people. <sighs> yeah, Mickey just looks to the side and sees a phone book covered in blood. <laughs> also, when they were cutting to what happens after an arrest, I was expecting them to show all the signing paper scene from Hot Fuzz. It's like, that at least would have been entertaining. <laughs> I was just kind of hoping that Mickey would get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> considering how he was acting outside in the motorcycle just sitting on the thing rawr, rawr, I'm like I'm sorry are you Mickey's 12? gonna get himself in a whole ass accident <laughs> when Mickey opens up the fucking trunk of the police car I was half expecting to be a fucking human body covered in trash bags oh god and this is where we keep the drugs and weapons to plan on suspects after we've beaten them senselessly <laughs> Oh, man, I hope to God none of my family hears this episode. (laughs) Also, one more thing, going back to the police supplies. Uh, When the cop takes his handcuffs out and he's talking about how he uses them to keep someone under control, that's bullshit. That's the last thing they use to keep people under control. Nope, they use the fucking gun. It's like... Or the fucking pepper spray, which conveniently isn't shown. I think of this as with all copaganda, obviously, but I was just thinking of that Gravity Falls scene where Dipper's like, Whoa, this is worthless. It's less than worthless, my boy. (laughs) (laughs) What is this going to teach kids? It's like, oh, but it's going to teach them how to be safe. Yeah, but the cops will just show up anyway if they're not doing anything. If it personally pisses off the police, then they'll show up. Or if a Karen calls 911. Also, after the cop gives the old man the ticket and he comes back to Mickey and the kid, he's talking to them and he says something along the lines of, Well, Mickey, that's our main job, to help and protect people. And I'm thinking to myself, well, by people, you mean fellow cops who get caught abusing their power, right? The system. It's just protecting the shitty system. So who are the dumbass police cameras protecting? When I was going 25 instead of 20 in a school zone at 4.30 p.m. Ugh. Oh, yeah, the end of that special. Um, They're talking about, you know, everyone else in the fucking police. The plain clothes detective, the community service officers, and the people at the phone who make sure that we'll get there slower than a pizza delivery guy would when you get robbed. 
<laughs> we'll get there and we will protect our community by writing some things on a piece of paper and tell you you're overreacting. You shouldn't have let them on. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. During that slideshow, they're showing like all the different parts of the police department. And they show the chief of police, and I am going to hell for saying this, but when I saw the chief of police, I thought to myself, hey, how'd they sneak a photo of Bud Dwyer into this? <laughs> the chief of police is there to make sure nepotism stays alive and well by only hiring friends and family. <laughs> Which is why our department is shit at actually doing stuff. Also, what's the attraction? Jedi Training Academy, but it's Mickey's Police Training Academy. <laughs> All right, so here's what you do when you pull someone over. Oh my god, he's got a gun! <laughs> oh god, they're gonna open that if they open a Zootopia land, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> probably oh, no probably just focus on the rest of the world of zootopia why do we got to focus on the cops <laughs> also i love how the kid gets a hat then mickey's all like oh man i wish i had a hat like that can't you just be happy for someone's fucking accomplishments mickey why yeah. do you have to be that one guy who's like oh i wish my life was that good everything has to be about what mickey wants <laughs> I was actually half expecting that at one point they were going to cut to him being arrested and be like, so Mickey, you murdered Elton John when he was singing with your girl in the Don't Go Breaking My Heart music video. How do you feel? Well, that bastard was trying to steal my girl. And then it's like, Mickey, look at him. Yeah, we've had multiple reports of a guy in a rat costume walking up to kids and asking them if he wants to be their special friend and go on a field trip. <laughs> You're exactly the guy we were looking for. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, that's another thing, too, because we get that shot in the police lab with Mickey's fingerprints. And when he gets them, he has this look like he's guilty or something. <laughs> and he's trying to deny it. How do you fingerprint a glove? They're like, well, it's an exact match. And Mickey's just like, oh, no. And he's like, what did you do? <laughs> what are you being detained for? Oh, probably, you know. Walking around and asking kids to be their special field trip friend or some shit. All right. And speaking of safety, we go back to Mickey's safety clubhouse with my pick on the episode about home safety. Oh, God, this one. Well, I'll say this much. At least this one was fun to riff on. <laughs> yeah, but the bad touch vibes here are very strong. Oh, God. It's less a fever dream, but Jesus, it was... Once again, the back rooms. <laughs> yeah, so the framing device of this is that this kid is talking to his friend on the phone about the day he had, where him and his sister get transported to Mickey's safety clubhouse, and they're talking about home safety, and it starts off with the flashback where the kid comes up and says that she got a cut on the swing somehow. And then she says, Mickey says not all cuts require a band-aid, but they require soap and water. Yes, they do, kid. They require band-aids. You're going to get germs. Mickey says the faster my finger gets infected, the sooner it'll rot off. <laughs> and I'll have four fingers just Yay. like him. I don't know. I know an 80s playground set. and Those things get rusty and sharp. Yeah, they do. I don't know if tetanus shots were invented yet, but go to the fucking doctor. Good lord. <laughs> Oh, I noticed in both of these things, these shorts feel really much like a cult. They really do. Who's the leader of the cult? It's all about Yeah, Mickey. the way the girl talks about Mickey, she's like, Mickey's our special friend who teaches us about safety and lets us play fun games together. That kid grew up to be a Scientologist, didn't she? No, Scientology's too light. That kid grew up to be a part of Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Amazingly, this role wasn't played by a young Rio Lando. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like, sh th th just the way she says it. I told you we're all friends with Mickey. If Mickey's touching a funny blink twice. I will say this much. I thought that the older brother had a couple of funny lines. Like, I loved his, Mickey, I love your movies, but it had a very J. Jonah Jameson vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very nonchalant about it. What else are you going to do when you're suddenly standing in the room with uh, someone who shouldn't <laughs> exist? <laughs> and also how he tells his sister... Now it's your head we gotta worry about. That got a laugh out of me. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you can really feel the biting sarcasm on this kid. You better look the fuck out when he looks at you and goes, ha ha. 
Oh, that stings! <laughs> a real Rodney Dangerfield, this kid. Ugh. I really gotta wonder where they found these actors from. It feels like one of those things, you know, like when they used to have those casting things in malls, you know, like, oh, your kid could be on the Disney oh, Channel. God. Oh, God. Yes, back in the corner playing with a ball while Hannah Montana. Those things past. are totally not a scam. So, human trafficking scheme, basically. Yep. Ugh, or fucking yep. Dan Schneider. Ugh. Ugh. It's either human trafficking or this. Just stay away from casting at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> and Mickey's just literally holding the girl while she's talking. And I'm just like, Mickey, Mickey, what the actual fuck are you doing? Oh, God. Where's Winnie the Pooh when we need him? No, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't molest me, please. Also, Mickey put fucking cameras in the house. <laughs> because the boy asks, what if the parents come home? And then the girl's like, oh, don't worry. Mickey has cameras everywhere, <laughs> including in their bedroom. Oh, my God. Thanks to the Patriot Act, the Walt Disney Company can now put surveillance cameras in every home in America. Thanks, Bush. <laughs> this is what story living with Disney is going to look like. <laughs> oh, Probably, yeah. It just I always assumed that this is just what celebration was like. <laughs> and then also when they're cutting to the tips about what to do if you're being called while you're home alone or if somebody visits your house i'm just imagining that dad ordered something really important and when that kid told him oh yeah just come by tomorrow he's gonna be like kid that was my new switch that was my new playstation how dare you <laughs> son those were my meds <laughs> <laughs> that was my insulin you little shit <laughs> that was our divorce papers that's the one thing i was really thought about these sort of circumstances you know it's like there are seriously legitimate times you know where you can't just can't pretend that mom's busy right now it's like no shit she's currently lying on the I'm bleeding i'm calling you looking for your father <laughs> also when the door knocked in mickey's clubhouse i was just saying like it's the sweat box let me out of the vault already <laughs> because the door looked like the vault <laughs> There's Micah's ears perking up. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what do we do if someone doesn't leave the door? Call 911. They might be a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> also, I will say Mickey having a three mirror was really cute. Oh, yeah, because it sort of looks like the Mickey ears, but not quite. Hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey. Kind of, sort of. And he just has a fold-out bathroom altogether. It's like... It's also the same room where uh, the whole movies are kept in my film. <laughs> Huzzah. But how does that bathroom unfold? Do you have to just like pull like an entire chunk of the house out? <laughs> what happens if the toilet gets clogged? Uh... <laughs> also, when the brother was slowly whispering to the sister, we get help. I was so expecting them to do get help from Ragnarok. Just <laughs> get help! Tosses the sister at the guards. <laughs> oh god. Also, the fucking safe snacks bit, too. All of those are fucking disgusting. A lot of these shorts always seem to work with a um, basic common denominator. Everyone should leave their thing uncovered. It doesn't matter what your blood problem might be. Everyone should have these safe snacks. It doesn't matter you might have a food allergy uh, against them. Yeah. So the whole point of safe snacks is supposed to be like, you know, not only are they healthy, because Mickey's a fucking almond mom now, but <laughs> they don't need an oven or a knife, but one of them is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which, if I recall, you need a knife to make. Mickey says that anything that tastes good is not safe. So then what's up with all those churros? I'm taking my chances with unsafe snacks if I only have raisins for an option. I fucking hate raisins. I'm sorry. These are our safe snacks. The Walt Disney Company promotes healthy eating. Please ignore the myriads of sodas and sugary pastries we have at our parks that'll clog your arteries. <sighs> <laughs> oh, which has my Yay. face on it. <laughs> oh, man. Also, when they're doing the transition to the uh, fire safety with the younger Jack, when Mickey says to dial into the past, I'm half expecting it to cut to black and white footage of Walt busting a union. And then Mickey <laughs> says, too far, too far. <laughs> No, but when he did that, because, like, the thing that introduced that was, you know, Mickey be like, what do you know about fire safety? And, and the kid's like, oh, I've known about fire safety since I was little. And he's like, well, let's see. Let's dial into the past. I thought he was going to put him in a fucking, like, burning building or something. Oh, but be like, <laughs> okay. All right, show us what you know about fire safety. Good luck. I will say props to that costume actor. That costume could not have been easy to crawl in. So, good Oh, my God, no. Oh, going back to the safe stacks real quick, because... 
for some reason, the way this teenage boy is trying to, like, act is so, like, strange to me that I just could not stop hyperanalyzing it because... On the one hand, you can tell he's trying to be the typical, like, late 80s, chill, laid-back teenage boy. But then sometimes this weird, like, almost British transatlantic-ish accent comes out. And he'll say shit like, so, what's to eat? Yeah. And he says it just like that. He says it like he's fucking Mr. Mosby. What's to eat? Yeah. Was he <laughs> British? Because just they forced him to do, like, an American accent? Because it, that- It's gotta be that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Also- mean, you never know with these circumstances. Although then again, it'd be hard to tell because you don't know if you never noticed, but they never credit any of these performers. Oh my god, they all disappeared. <laughs> like they'll have all the like this group help, this group help, this group help. Um, how about you tell me who these people actually are, just in case, you know? Because supposedly the one episode that features the Rob Paulson talking computer has a young Leo DiCaprio in it, what? supposedly. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez, oh, they- yeah. So all the budget for these went towards that. And getting a few lines out of Wayne Allwine, because I'm 90% sure that most of the lines in these things, they probably had like a generic Mickey Phrases soundboard that had like, oh boy, uh oh, <laughs> basic ass phrases. Sometimes when he talks, it doesn't sound like Wayne at all. Yeah, that's another thing too. One of the shorts I was originally going to pick for this was one where Pinocchio learns about roller skating safety of all things. And he's played by a young Elijah Wood. Jesus, there Whoa. goes the rest of the budget. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. A very young Elijah Wood. So he would have been Elijah Wooden. Ah. I'm amazed they didn't get anybody who would have ended up on the Mouseketeers. No Ryan Gosling, no Britney Spears. We can't tell you the names of the kids we put in this. We hired them illegally, and we don't want to leave a paper trail. <laughs> oh, God. We paid none of these children, huh? It's called child labor. We paid them in all those Mickey plushes that show up in Mickey's bedroom. We paid everybody involved in this with Disney dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I am so prepared for that documentary that Demi and Miley are going to be making exposing the Disney Channel formula. I'm just like, yes, expose yes. that fucking Fuck horrible. Yeah. Despite Please. all of my fucking nostalgia for Disney Channel, fuck them up. Yes. Black Bishop. Oh, yeah. Basically, Jeanette McCurdy, them. Yeah, so then we get the fire safety video that the kid and then Mickey apparently shot, quote unquote. And I think it's filmed in the same house where the kid lives in. Yeah, why was Mickey in the bed? That was creepy as hell. Yeah, Mickey's in this normal-ass looking house, not the safety clubhouse. And I love that when he's crawling on the floor and he touches the hot doorknob, he doesn't actually scream in pain. He just does a little... Oh, ow! (laughs) This is why Paul Rudish Mickey is immediately better, because he would have touched that doorknob, stood there for a little while, and then the hand goes red, and we would have gotten a nice... (laughs) Basically predict Home Alone. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Which the Walt Disney Corporation now owns, crazy enough. Yay! Also, I know that a lot of firefighters do say this, but... I am not leaving my pet inside the house. I am running thank back you. and saving them. If I die, I die. Exactly. Wow, thanks, Mickey Mouse, for making me think about beloved pets burning to death. <sighs> That's just so lighthearted and Disney-y. Good lord. <laughs> also, when we cut to that establishing shot where Mickey and the kids are running out, I'm thinking to myself, oh no, the hostages got loose. <laughs> <laughs> All the other characters have to make their own merch. Mickey just hires every kid he can find. Hires, quote unquote. Yeah. You know. Also, Tyler referenced Pee Wee earlier. They literally do a, it's the word of the day. It's the word of the day. It's like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Today's secret word is plagiarism. Oh! <laughs> this isn't Pee Wee's playhouse. This is Weenie's casually sit down house. I'm half expecting Minnie to just walk in the room dressed as Miss Yvonne. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Strange as it seems, that's one of the first things that crossed my gender. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Also, that badge at the end, that is not a safe badge to wear. That needle is way too big. That You would trip and fall on that so hard and possibly cut yourself. Yeah, when Mickey gives the kid the badge, when he sticks him with it, I'm half expecting him to go, ow! And then you just see blood drip down his shirt. <laughs> I literally thought they were going to pull a fucking, like, that one Jimmy Neutron episode with the class president, where they're all just, like, shoving their pins in Carl, just, <laughs> just stabbing him. I thought they were going to pull a 
Carl Weezer there. I know, but the money and the picture and the slap, 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 oh, stop the world, I want to get off! <laughs> so yeah, that about wraps up my notes for this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this yeah. one also the ends one? on a song, and... I skipped it. Yeah, it's the weaker of the two. And we're talking about, like, Mickey's Safety Club fucking songs. If you're the weaker of two Mickey's Safety Club songs, that's just sad. I mean, the the one thing with these things is, like, as you were saying before, you're one of the greatest animation studios in history, and you give us this stupid egg thing. The music is like, they just gotta find somebody with a Cassio line around. This video didn't have Little Richard and Gilbert Gottfried. We don't have an amazing song like You Just Gotta Fall and Crawl. Also, the kids singing the song just sound, well, it's not that they sound bad. I mean, they do sound flat, don't get me wrong, but they just sound so disinterested singing this. They were forced into singing, it's very clear. Absolutely. And one thing on The instrumentals to this gave me major, um, possibly a Michigan vibes. <laughs> Mickey says I can't see my family until I sing this song. <laughs> that actually sounds like it could be a possibly a Michigan song. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just put like some cheap like Casio keyboard instrumentals over that and we've got ourselves a weird core hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. So, last but certainly not least, we have Randy's pick. And, Randy, the floor is yours. The one Randy was made for. Mickey goes to the fucking United Nations of all places. Yeah. <laughs> My family has you know, lived in the city for a very, very long time. We remember the ups and downs of, you know, the last century or so. When this was made in 1989, you would not let two preteen tourists loose in midtown Manhattan yes! by themselves. I wouldn't even let two preteen tourists loose by themselves in Manhattan in the 90s or the nowadays. Exactly. It's New York. It's <laughs> Even at New York's safest times, New York's still going to New York. Exactly. What's interesting about this, too, is that this is made in part with Epcot Educational Media, and it has a, a title card that says the following are major Epcot participants, which, of course, are sponsors of Epcot Pavilions at the time. So I'm thinking to myself, the following companies are paying for this propaganda, I mean, educational short. Yeah. <laughs> you notice how these shorts have to be all over the place. It's like my video started with basically Mickey beaming in from the Enterprise. <laughs> In this one, Mickey just kind of, like, shows up. The kids are, like, arguing over, you know, well, I want to go to the Statue of Liberty. I want to go to the Empire State. The reason he doesn't want to go in the Empire State Building is he's like, I don't like elevators. Why'd you come to New York City then? It's like... Yeah. My father used to work at the Empire State Building. I might mention a few times oh, on nice. Twitter and stuff. And one day when I visited him there, there was a courier who came to the building who was afraid oh, of heights. Oh, my God. And was having a panic attack. Now, remember, this is the Empire State Building. 102 floors, plus this little balcony thing they call 103, which I've been on. It's terrifying. <laughs> but she was panicking about going to the 12th floor. The 12th? I'm like, 12th floor. Lady. The 12th. 102 story building. She's worried about the 12th floor. I'm like, what? What are you doing here? Why do you have this job that you have to visit skyscrapers in Manhattan and you're afraid of heights? I just, oh my God. Yeah, Manhattan skyscrapers are not for the faint of heart. Hi, I'm the faint of heart and I still want to do it anyway. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with me. <laughs> I mean, we, we, now, we now have the highest possible point you can stand on top of a building in the Western Hemisphere, one of those stupid super billionaire towers in Midtown. Take it's like that, Chicago! Sears Tower was the tallest in the Western Hemisphere for a good little while, but we just went back on top and you can't say shit about it because it was the result of a tragedy! <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Chicago! It wasn't the uh, Trade Center Tower, it was, it's this uh, 57th Street Tower that's um, it's like, the roof is like 1,500 feet up, so it's even higher the roof than the Trade Center. The spire on top of the One World Trade Center goes 1,776. That counts as part of the building's yeah. height. The roof is different. Either way, suck it, Chicago. Also, I will take my chances with even the tallest building in New York over Trump Tower any day. 
A hundred percent. Good God. Also, I love that this was back in the days when encountering Mickey Mouse on the New York streets wasn't an everyday occurrence. <laughs> Unlike all the others, the one thing really got a chuckle out of this for me was when the kids are like, uh, Matthew, do you see what I see? Do you see Mickey Mouse? Uh-huh. <laughs> At your service. Really? You pet. <laughs> They're like, holy <laughs> shit, it's Mickey Mouse. And he doesn't smell like urine. <laughs> yeah, my suspense of disbelief is already, you know, shattered because obviously any Mickey Mouse in New York City would be way more crappy looking than that, smell like piss, and say some very anti-Semitic things while begging for your money. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Jumping in the back of your photos and charging you for it. <laughs> it's like those Elmos that were at the Toys R Us in New York. <laughs> oh, oh, no. My God, the anti-Semitic Elmo. Oh, God. Thank you, Ray William Johnson, for bringing that back for me. Ah, I'll say this much about this short. I feel like it at least tries to be more educational, and it's at least nice seeing something be a little more promoting of world peace, even if it's a bit misguided. After how the Reagan era was basically encouraging, be selfish, be selfish, it's good, actually. For lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Well, I mean, the counter that, you know, <laughs> hey, kids, I was just in Sesame Street convincing them to let us buy them out because we already got the Muppets. They might as well be next. And I couldn't help but hear a perfect chance for some propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> you better count your fucking days, Big Bird. Although, y'all, I noticed there's a Soviet flag in this. That is hashtag not what Walt would have wanted. Soviet Union? I thought you guys broke up. Yes, that's what we wanted you to think. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, you educate Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, man. Never would have guessed you'd have Mickey Mouse praising the Soviet Union. Or uh, UNICEF. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm getting ahead <laughs> of myself. I'll go on my UNICEF rant later. <laughs> Walt was just rolling in his fucking grave. And good. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Disneyland. That was really cool. But uh, I hope you continue to roll in your grave. I will say uh, one other pointer I do got to give this short is that they actually say Africa is a continent and name a country in Africa. Yes. Thank fucking Christ. Oh, thinking of that. Uh, today I saw a TikTok where apparently someone was asking this African family, you know, like, well, where do you guys get clothes? Ugh. And so they all like kind of jokingly responded by wearing a bunch of like leaves and bamboo sticks. And... <laughs> The comment of the fucking century on that video was someone who wrote, I swear people think Africa is a different planet. Uh, and because I swear to God, that is how people treat Africa all the time. They don't wear bamboo and leaves. They wear uh, t-shirts for teams that didn't win Super Bowls. <laughs> I did notice that they also did that in the Rescuers movies. The first Rescuers movie, they were like, we'll just have a mouse that's from Africa. No specific country, just Africa. Rescuers down under, they actually have Ethiopia and Morocco. I'm like, that's why Rescuers down under is superior. <laughs> Damn straight. Huzzah. It might be like just a real bad case of American centricism or whatever. The I, I, I hope I said that right. Where it's like, well, America's one big old country with a whole bunch of states. So that means Africa, any other continent on the planet, is also just a big country with a whole bunch of states. <laughs> but back to the propaganda. We have a whole scene where they say, oh, yeah, if two countries can't come to an agreement, basically we send out people to force them to find an agreement. And you just hear the bouncy, happy music playing during I'm like, what? <laughs> I am pretty sure that there are some uh, major controversies involving the UN peacekeepers doing some very not PC stuff. Yeah. And to cap it all off, they have the audacity to say, try thinking of the United Nations as one big happy family. <laughs> Come on. My college degree is in international comparative politics. It's like, I just sit there listening to this nonsense. And what really drives me crazy with this video is how they're constantly swapping through tour yeah, guides. Yeah, it's like what? you got one person to bring you in, one person takes you up the stairs, one person takes you into the room, one person talks about the room, one person talks about the translators, one person passes you off to somebody else, passing off, passing off like some sort of baton race, 
And what really bothered me is none of them seem to know how to emote. Yeah. yeah, and one of them they're unnecessarily shitty towards because she speaks in a different language initially, and everyone is just confused about it. Uh, yeah. Like, you assholes. I'm about to say the most fucked up thing ever. Oh, God. <laughs> Think of the United Nations as one big happy family. About as happy a family as the Ramsey family. <laughs> oh my god. It would have been amazing if they had something similar to that one time when Trevor Noah said something at an awards show in Wakandan and it turns out he was saying, white people don't know I'm lying. <laughs> I would have loved that if they just cussed him that- out in another language. And I just love how they constantly emphasize, like, you know, comparing countries having issues with each other. Like, siblings i mean yeah you know when siblings fight someone at worst gets a black guy when countries fight um the world might end (laughs) (sighs) going back to the original 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 point of all this what really kind of stuck in my mind is this whole thing where they're outside they're like oh the un is not technically part of the united states that's not how this all works you're not leaving the UN when you cross the property line. See, we decided that the UN isn't one specific country because we don't want one specific country to be in charge. Please ignore the fact that it is conveniently located <laughs> in one of the busiest cities in the United States. <sighs> it causes a massive traffic jam every October when everyone shows up to have a uh, big meeting. <laughs> also, when one of the hostesses brings out the children representatives, I was half expecting her to say, anyway, here's the children of the world that we're holding captive. Yeah, It's a tiny, tiny world. Right. It's a tiny, tiny world. <laughs> Start saying small world, kids. Yeah, amazingly, they don't sing it in this. Yeah. Given the fact that the tour guides are all wearing native dress, I'm like, um... Are we doing an adult small world now? <laughs> it's an adult world after all. Oh. Uh, I guess. And then they cut into the whole story about how we're trying to work on bringing clean water to all these nations. For some reason, they just don't have any. Ignore Nestle and all the capitalism and all the colonialism, kids. You'll never learn about that. Please ignore the entire oil industry. Ugh, God. Yeah, so one of the hostesses is talking about how different countries are going through, you know, different poverty and famine and everything. And Mickey just happens to chime in and say, oh, no. And it's just the most dissonant fucking thing. Like, like one minute, they're like, there are children in developing countries who don't have access to food or clean water or health care. And, and they just had to, you know, put a fucking Mickey Mouse going, oh, in that. I- imagine like watching like a news report on like a war or something and, and they throw in like Scooby-Doo going <laughs> oh god or like any footage of a terrorist attack and just throw in a wah wah I'm suddenly flashing back to the start of the Ukraine-Russia war and the what was it Applebee's oh, commercial god. <laughs> they were showing live footage of the start of the Russia-Ukraine war and then out of nowhere it's just like and a little bit of chicken fried Cold beer on a Friday night. (laughs) I hate that song. Oh, man. They were doing it uh, a few weeks ago during the uh, one NFL game when the the Buffalo Bills player got hurt. ESPN just keeps cutting it back to commercials. And it's like, oh, we got nothing to say. We're just going to go back to commercials. I saw the TikTok. People were talking about how they watched a player almost die on the field. And then how do Whopper, Whopper, Junior, Whopper, Bacon, something, something, Whopper. (laughs) It's the Wiggles clip. It's the Wiggles clip while they're talking about the Six Flags decapitation. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Guys, I just realized why Mickey was gasping. He was just secretly like, okay, guys, make sure that you hide our oil endorsements and our endorsements from Nestle. Just, ugh. (laughs) Oh, man, jeez. Well, I pretty much burned through my notes, so... (laughs) One more note I have is that at the end, when all the kids are ringing the bell together, and those two kids are like, Do you think there'll ever be peace in the world? I think it depends on us. Yeah. I just expected the It's Always Sunny theme to play and just say, There was not. (laughs) Do you think there'll ever be world peace? Thanks to the never-ending history of Western imperialism, no, rings the bell. The gang ends the world. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be a tour guide in a museum, and the one thing I always did was make sure my guests were always engaged in what was going on. 
I wanted to nod off listening to these people <sighs> talk. Yeah. Oh, one more note I had. I've, I actually meant to mention this at the beginning. The energy of those kids arguing over which place in New York to visit was giving that one family guy clip where Peter's like, Lois made us do this, but I wanted to go to the Central Park merry-go-round. We had time to do both. <laughs> <laughs> well, for one thing, I don't know if they're going to allow unaccompanied minors into either of those yeah. attractions. Meanwhile, you're on 42nd Street. Grand Central's right there. Then you got the library. I wouldn't say in Times Square yet because it's still the 80s and it's a hot fucking mess. <laughs> but, you know, there's a whole city worth of things to do. And, you know, they often talk about, like, Home Alone couldn't happen today with all the technology stuff we have. Mm-hmm. You know, the one positive I give Home Sweet Home Alone is the fact that they actually made yeah. it possible. But I'm like, even then, easy way to solve the problem. Get a quarter. Find a payphone. Call their parents, wherever the hell they actually are, and ask them, uh, who's actually who's actually used to fix today? <laughs> See, that's another thing that made this super unrealistic. You had two children unaccompanied in New York, and they weren't being chased around by incompetent bumbling burglars. <laughs> and until they started talking about all four parents, I was thinking these two were like either recently or soon to be step siblings. Oh my god. Because it's like my dad said this. Well, my mom said this. Are you two related in some way? Because this is what it just feels like. Because you like you argue like siblings what in already. The Drake and Josh. <laughs> and just to emphasize, where are your parents? Who are your parents? Even why are your parents? Like, <laughs> why are your parents? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am calling CPS. Oh, oh man. All right. So, um, yep. given um, everything we've talked about today, do we give these shorts a keep the tapes, put in the donation box, or burn the tapes? Ashley? I mean, it's a hard toss. The safety ones under certain circumstances might be possibly yeah. enjoyable, if you know yeah. what I mean. The UN and the cop thing, uh, not so much. So, can I go save for the safety and. Donate the other ones? Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to say burn the cop one, put the safety ones in the donation box, keep the United Nations ones only for a bad movie night. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. All of these pissed me off one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) So since this is actually, I think, a channel KRT first, something on what is clearly like 16 millimeter. So uh, what I'm going to do is... uh, I'm going to take what I learned from Nazi Killin' 101, invite a bunch of Nazi officials to a movie theater, set all the nitrate on fire, and kill them all. Fuck yes! yes. If you couldn't tell, I really like Inglorious Bastards. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, that's another thing too that I should mention. Um, Shout out to the YouTube channel HB Videos who uploaded all of these. They actually have a working film reel that they've been uh, recording these off of. So oh, nice. yeah, shout out to them. That is sick. I want one. Yes. But yeah, for me, it's going to be a donation box for all of them. They're fun to riff on, but still bland. I cannot forgive the fucking seatbelt song for being stuck in my head for, I think now, like a solid two weeks at this point. I'll fix it for you. You just gotta fall and crawl. And that's all. (laughs) I mean, I probably won't fix it because I don't have a good singing voice, but... (laughs) Aww. It's okay. First of all, you're great. Second of all, thank you. Aww. Just what I needed. Rest in peace, King. <laughs> all right. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're very welcome. Is there anything you want to plug? Some of you might have known me from the channel KRT Discord server where I was occasionally hosting riff tracks on Friday nights. I might restart doing that because my schedule now has me nice. Friday nights off. Nice. Yeah. I may mod the game to include. Yes. Oh, please do. <laughs> All right, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. You can also check the show out on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. We also have the aforementioned Discord server and our Facebook group, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, we have two options. First, we have Patreon, where you can find exclusive minisodes outtakes and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience and we also have our ko-fi where you can also find said minisodes but you can pay for them individually and if you just want to donate money to us you can do that as well and of course thank you so much to our pals gomer chris reyna and tony goldmark for pledging to us the ten dollar level and an extra special thank you to our executive producer mike 
Hansa. You can find me at Cosmic Rewind. You you know what to do if you listen to this. And the same on YouTube. <laughs> and you can also find me. Um, this guy in a rat suit is trying to invite me on, on a field trip. Didn't say where it is, but you know what? My curiosity has piqued me, and this this entity is clearly not going away. So uh, if I die, I die. (laughs) I have no social media to plug at the moment. If you already know it, you already know it. I'm trying to take a break from it this year. So what I'm going to plug instead is watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, watch Pinocchio on Netflix, watch basically support animation because goddamn it needs it. Uh No plugging anything from our enemies. <laughs> I'll do what the fuck I want, Mickey. You're going to the- we're going on a field trip to the public domain. <laughs> oh no! Come on, you bastard! <laughs> no! No, people have to pay royalties to use me. <laughs> All right, channel KRT, pull, buckle, click, and check. God I forget it, the Tyler, words I to this fucking song. Tyler, you're canceled. <laughs> All Worth of that. it. <laughs> Happy 2023, everybody. This is going to be a hell of a year. <laughs> Help me. Oh, Mickey, are you happy with your orange juice? Make me a sandwich, bitch!